Let us stand on our feet in honor of the word of God. The scripture reading today is taken from Philippians 3, verses 10 to 14. Let us read an account of three. One, two, three. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. No one, no one told you to sit down. <laughs> it's a self-instruction. Uh, it's great to be with you again. Uh, yeah. Um, few days ago, few days ago, I, um, I purchased um, one uh, goods from online. I, and I, I very, very seldom did it, so I asked my wife to help, because she's more experienced in that, as you can guess. Right. Um, <clears throat> then, um, after we made the purchase, then, of course, we received an email confirmation from, from the merchant, and uh, the, the note says, uh, we hope that you would love the the what's it called the goods or whatever that you purchase as much as we love send it to you and that's what I feel um, I hope you you love today uh, with me being with you as much as I love being with you all right so this is uh, this is uh, January uh, yes uh, thank you at least a couple of people all right uh, and I always say to myself something is better than nothing right okay. So this is January, right? Um, and in, in, in January, there are two things that very, very common in January. You know what that? Number one is Happy New Year, okay? And number two is resolution, New Year resolution, right? How many of you have made your resolution this year? How come? <laughs> it's very important to make a New Year resolution. You know what New Year resolution? New Year resolution is an idea is a desire, again, okay, that you want to do that lasts for a month, right? <laughs> so, that is, that is your resolution, okay? Uh, well, there's nothing wrong with that, but of course, I believe uh, if you have done it today, it's because you don't want to repeat the same sin again and again, right? You made it, and you neglect it, okay? But, um, you know, we have uh, used this phrase, uh, often, right? time is flying, right? Yeah, time is flying, and time is really flying. Yeah, um, uh, Pastor Yusuf just reminded me, and that's something that I really was not aware, that exactly the same, the same date, 21st of, uh, 21st of January last year, like I, was, uh, I, was, uh, I was here in, 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 in the church, right? Uh, you are not here, right? Some of you said, oh, you are not here. I, I know, you 
I can see that you are absent, right? Okay, so, okay, uh, it's like uh, when, when, when you fast uh, 21 days, you fail in a few days that you have to pay back, okay, at the end. So, okay, come next week, morning and evening, okay, to pay back <laughs> what you missed uh, last year. All right, um, but time's really flying. And talk about flying, just want to show you uh, two pictures here, right? You know this? Okay, this one is flying arrow, the other one is flying papers. Now, what is different with these two, two things? Both are flying, but there is a very significant difference between the two. Okay? Flying arrow is a flying with a very clear destination, a very clear target. The arrow knows where it goes. Okay? The flying papers, they just follow the wind. Wherever the wind blows, they just follow, right? Okay, and finally, because they just follow the wind until they're gone with the wind, right? Okay, uh, only Om Philip knows so this place. <laughs> okay, all of you, no, 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 you, you, you're, you're too young, okay? You, you're too young to know that, that movie. All right, but this is something that I want you to really think about yourself. Think about our life. What our life is about. It's like an arrow that we fly, times, you know, goes by very fast. And we know where we are going. We know where we want to go. Or we're just flying. And this is, um, this is what, what we need to know, right? If we do not define our purpose, someone else will. Okay? Uh, other people will. And at one point of time, you just realize that your life is not what you want to be because you, you let others define what your life is. So, um, you know, people love to hear this word. Again, sometimes even make it uh, spiritual. Ah, just flowing, go with the flow, right? But, you know, there is, there is one thing that we need to know about our life is, where are we going? What we want to pursue our life? All right, now, because Josh has uh, give uh, important disclosure about me, that um, I'm, uh, I'm a, a fan of uh, football or soccer. Then let me talk about soccer a little bit. <laughs> Can I? All right. I read one article about one uh, player Okay, in the EPL, okay, English Premier League. Right. He's very famous. If I mention um, his, his name, then you will know. Okay? If you don't know, you need to repent. Okay, right. <laughs> now, um, th th this player was very famous. Of course, uh, you know, he, had, um, he received a lot of money okay, and, and as a salary. And he was brilliant okay, uh, playing in one of the top uh, soccer club. Then um, he became a national player as well. Until, you know, at one point of time, he had, he had to retire, like every player okay, had to retire. Different age, but still retire. What happened after he retired was quite uh, tragic. This is what the article actually told. Since the end of his career, he has been found in and out of rehab. 
arrested for assaulting his wife, and in most recent headlines, found staggering through the lobby of hotel, asking stranger to buy him a drink. So tragic. So tragic. Okay, someone who is famous, very rich, almost had everything in his hand. Sorry, we can't like that. Right. Now, then one of his, his ex-teammates, uh, which also has retired but become a successful uh, you know, football commentary and broadcaster, suggested that the problem with his mate, with made his life become so tragic, is since finishing his career in football, he failed about one thing in his life. He failed to find a purpose. He just said. When he was still active in playing football, every single day he had a very clear focus. Okay, I want to practice, I want to learn new techniques, okay? Uh, I, want to, I want to practice with my head, with my uh, uh, feet, okay? Not with hands, of course, okay, right? Okay. Um, but he's very focused on that. He knows what he wants to do. He knows what he wants to achieve. And he achieved great things. But soon, when he cannot play football anymore, he don't know what his life about. He doesn't know. And that's really messed up his life. So my friend, do you know what you want in your life? Do you know what you aim in your life? Now if you talk about our Apostle Paul, it's um, the scripture that we have read uh, just now. What made him a very successful person? Of course, it's the grace of God. Of course, you know, it's God's grace. But among many things is one. Because he knows exactly what his Christian life is about. And this is what I want to share with you tonight. If you uh, open again in the, uh, the letter of Philippians chapter 3, he uh, said this in verse 12. In verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this, or am I already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Jesus Christ Jesus has made me his own. So, Apostle Paul said that not have I arrived on my goal. So he has a goal. What is his goal? His goal is in verse 10 and 11. That I may know him. So this is what Apostle Paul said. I may know him in the power of his, hope, his resurrection, and may share his sufferings in becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attend the resurrection from the dead. What Paul wants in his lifetime journey is one thing, knowing Christ. Now, when you talk about knowing Christ, okay, of course this is uh, one of the words that mostly mention in the chat. Oh, we have to know Christ. And the, the song that we sing is about knowing Christ, knowing Christ. Okay. But for Paul, if we talk about if we if we think about Apostle Paul, right, when he said, I want to know Christ, we must ask question. We must ask question. When he mentioned in, in the letter to the church in uh, Philippi, I want to know Christ. Ah. When you mention that I want to know something, 
that indicates that you haven't, haven't known that thing, right? Okay, right? But when the Apostle Paul said that I want to know Christ, it's not because he hasn't known Christ. Because if you read in the verse 7 to 9, when he said that, he even said that, you know, whatever I counted as a gain, I counted as a loss for the sake of Christ. So how can he, how can he, he said that, oh, whatever I admire, whatever I value, whatever I desire, whatever I cherish in the past, now I put it aside, I only one thing I cherish in my heart, that is Christ. It must be because he knows Christ. Yet, he said, I want to know him. Oh, brothers and sisters, we must not take this lightly. We must not say, <laughs> we, not, we must not take this only as a slogan. This is worth pondering. This is worth meditating. This is worth our thought. A serious, serious matter. When we talk about knowing Christ, Apostle Paul described that in verse 10 and 11. Talk about these three things. Number one, knowing Christ means the change in the value in our life. So knowing Christ is not simply, oh, I can tell about Christ. I can tell who he is. I can tell he was born in Bethlehem. He was prophesied by many, many prophets, Isaiah, Micah. Okay? No, not just like that. Oh, he died on the cross in the Golgotha and rose again the th three days. Then 40 days later, he ascended to heaven. Now he's sitting in the right hand of the Father. That is good. If you cannot tell that, then I'm sorry. You, you, you don't know Christ, um, you know, it's, it's really hopeless, right? But we can tell a lot about Christ, yet we still don't know him. Because the first thing that we need to check in our heart is, does knowing Christ change the value in our heart? Do we still value many, many things other than Christ, more than Christ in our heart? That's, that's number one. Number two, we read in the first stand. Paul said that I want to know him so that I can participate. Okay? And, and ESV share in his suffering. Which means that I just don't want to know him, but I want to live the life that Christ has. I want to live his way of life. And even in his suffering. And number three, I want to become like Christ. So that's knowing Christ means. Not simply knowing in our head, because this is what I'm really worried. I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about myself. That I read a lot about Christ from the Bible, from the books, listening to the podcast, watching the YouTube, great preachers, explaining a lot, wonderful, very deep, very precise, 
and I feel I know Christ. But many people can tell a lot about Christ, but they don't know Him. Well, <laughs> when I listen to your singing and, and how the church runs, so I believe you know this man. Okay? Uh, he's been with the Lord already okay, a few years ago. His name is R. C. Sproul. Okay? You must know him, right? Listening to your service today. Okay, you must know him. Right. Okay, now. Uh, why are you laughing? What, what's so funny? Okay. Right, okay. He, 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 he told a very fascinating story. He said that when he was in, uh, in his uh, seminary, okay, um, during his, his uh, young age, um, uh, doing study in the Bible seminary. And one, in, one, in one class, he listened to a professor explaining about the book of Romans. And he said that when I listened to him, my heart was so aflame. My heart was, wow, I, said, I, just, I feel so alive in me. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, it's really captivating my heart. The truth that this professor actually spoke. So after the class, he came forward, you know, he wait, you know, after, after that, you know, the, the, the professor is to you know, put all books, you know, on, on, on the tables, you know, as references. And so he, he started to pick up as the, as the students left the class. So he was left alone. He, he, he stayed in the class and he, he deliberately stayed in the class until everyone left. And then he approached the professor and said, Rav, I want to say something to you. What's that? I really want to thank you. I really thank you for what you shared and delivered today. Not only the way you explain, but I can feel that is something coming off your heart, and it really touched my heart. So thank you so much. And the professor looked at him and smiled. And said, what do you mean? I want to tell you this. I only explain this to you because it's my job to teach. I don't really believe what I said. I just know this. It's, you can imagine what Arsis Paul felt in his heart. And that can happen. And if it can happen to such a smart, intelligent professor, it can happen to every one of us. Knowing Christ is not something that we know cognitively. But Apostle Paul said that I want to know him not just cognitively in my thinking, but experientially. How to experience his life in my life. So that is what he really wants. And for that, he said, that's why this is what I want in my whole life journey, knowing him 
and knowing him more. So I want to share with you four things that uh, Apostle Paul said as his uh, pursuit of knowing Christ in his life. Number one, if you read on verse 13, he said, I don't, brothers, I don't consider that I've made it my own. Which means that I have to say that I haven't got it yet. I'm not, I don't claim that I've known him. With all knowledge that he has received from Christ directly. You know, Apostle Paul is someone who received direct revelation from Christ. If you read in the book of Galatians, he said that uh, after Christ captured me, you know, on my way to Damascus, okay, I fell from the horse and got the light from, 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 from the heaven, from the sky. That's, that's why I, I know Christ. That's why the first time I heard, you know, the word of Christ spoke to me directly. And then he said that since then, I did not go to Jerusalem to the other uh, apostle, okay, disciple of Jesus. But I went to uh, Arabia. And that is where, you know, he received the revelation from Christ. Okay. And with that, he could be, could be well satisfied and feel that he's getting enough. But he said that, no, I have received more from Christ, but I know that I still need to know more about him. And this is what I want to share with you. That how do you know that you have known Christ? How do you know that you have known Christ? Not how much you can tell about him, but how much you still want to know him more. That is how you know that you have known Christ. The more you know Christ, the more you want to know him. Because you know, the more you know him, the more you know that he is more than what we have known. And that's why for, for Apostle Paul, when we talk about knowing Christ, okay, now in, if, you, if, you're, if you understand Indonesian, okay, um, there is a one phrase, it's called kenal Tuhan. Okay? If you don't know, you can ask Om Philip in the back, right? Okay. It, do you understand Indonesian? You, 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 you familiar with that phrase? Okay. Has, has a person known, known, known the Lord? Okay. What does it mean? Has he been saved, basically? Has he been a Christian? Okay. That's knowing the Lord. So that is, that is the phrase that's been used. Right? But that means, that phrase has been used for what? For telling someone who are not Christian or become Christian, knowing the Lord. So if you become Christian, get baptized, go to church, okay, involved in ministry, then people say that, oh, now he knows the Lord. So knowing the Lord in many Christians are the entry point of being a Christian. Okay, borrowing the late Pastor Timothy Keller is the ABC of Christian life. But for, but for Apostle Paul, knowing Christ is not ABC, is it A to Z. Till the end, I, al I always want to know him because the more I know him, the more I want to know him more. Hallelujah. So that's the one. He did not, 
He did, he did not follow the trend. <laughs> Despite, um, well, this is not criticism whatsoever, yeah? Okay, please, please understand, okay? You know what? When someone says, oh, this is not criticism, it means that he wants to both criticize, right? <laughs> That's why he said uh, no criticism, okay? But uh, every year we have a theme of the year, okay? It's a, it's, it's a good, it's good, uh, good wording, okay? It's a good wording. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you ask Apostle Paul, you will feel bored with him. Because every January, you met him as Apostle Paul. What the theme of this year? He will keep saying the same thing, knowing Christ. Next year. So what about this year? Knowing Christ. Again? Yes. Okay, perhaps next year, the following year. What about this year? This is uh, three years since I asked you. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I have a dream of this year. What is that? I said, knowing Christ. Huh? It's boring, right? Hey, can you be more, a little bit more creative? Yeah. I want know, knowing Christ. Knowing Christ same year. Why? Because knowing Christ this year is different from last year. The same title, but different experience, different glory. And when Apostle Paul mentioned in this, he said, when I know Christ, as I mentioned earlier, whatever I count as a gain, now I count it as loss. It means that he is fully satisfied in Christ. He even is not afraid of losing anything in this life, so long he does not lose Christ. He's fully satisfied, yet he's not satisfied. Fully satisfied with Christ, but not fully satisfied. Because he still wants more. My apology, I cannot explain more of this to you. Just hope that the Holy Spirit will bring this to your heart. Because this is what Christianity is about. So that's number one. I do not consider myself as being perfect. I've known a lot about Christ, but there's still one more. I never feel satisfied, even though I am already satisfied. Number two, go to uh, verse uh, 14. I press on toward the goal for the price of the outward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press on. Huh. What press on means? means, this is a new vocab in uh, English, okay, I just created, just for you, okay, it means ngotot, okay, <laughs> ngotot means muscled, because ngotot means, because ngotot from the word otot, and otot is muscle, so I'm muscled, don't you, don't you know that, uh, Laughing at the preacher is a sin. Okay. Now, 
I press on. I put an effort. <laughs> it, is not, it does not say like uh, many of us say, hey, just let go and let God. No. I press on. I put everything. That's what he said in First Corinthians chapter 9. Run and set away. Not just sit back, relax, don't worry, be happy, but fight. And Apostle Paul is really seeing life is not a playground. Life is a battleground. Life is about fighting, meaning that you can win or you can lose. But he also said this, that you, he said to his, uh, his, uh, his uh, spiritual child, uh, spiritual son, Timothy, he said, Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Not just fight, but fight the good fight. Because you can fight the wrong fight. And if you fight the wrong fight, winning or losing is meaningless. Because it's a wrong fight. I remember, <laughs> now my two sons, um, they are young men already. Okay? Don't be too analytical, okay? Start to think, how old are you? No, 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 no. That's not, that's not something I want to trigger. Right. Um, but I remember 15 years ago, 15 years ago, I still remember I drove them to school. And I said, kids, go to the car, let's go. And straight away after that, I heard because you know our house is um, is uh, what's called a timber floor, right? So I start to hear, okay, okay, and then then soon after that, ah! okay, and then start to shout, I win, I win, no, 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 I win, no, 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 I win, I win, and then you know I start to drive and and the two kids on on, on the back, two boys on the back. Okay. They said, no, 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 you, you're cheating, no, no, you run first, no, 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 I said, hey, 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 what are you quarreling about, what are you fighting about, oh, no, this is cheating, I, I go to the car first, you know, so actually they're racing to get first to the car, I said to them, hey, boys, boys, listen, yes, daddy, you race to be the first get into the car. I tell you, it's useless. <laughs> useless. Do you think they get it? No. For them, it is everything. Hey, we laugh at the small kids, right? But we are not too different from them. We fight the wrong fight. We press on for our career, 
for things in the world. For Christ, we just give the rest, the leftover. Come on. My apology if not if I if tonight I'm not too exegetical. But I really want us to really ponder. Have we pressed on in knowing Christ? Have we put this a priority? Or we just do it as we like to? We go to church as if we like to. Did something happen? How many of you, if uh, 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon, you start get of a headache, you're happy? <laughs> How many? Huh? Why are you laughing? I'm asking you. How many? Pastor Yosia. With all due respect, <laughs> I get a headache. I'm feeling not well. My apology. Normally when people get sick, they are sad, right? But some are so happy. You know, pressing on, pressing on. Lord, I want this. I really want this. I really want this. People do it. Apostle Paul said in, in First uh, Corinthians chapter 9, he said, people give their whole life for winning the race. I remember in uh, one uh, cooking, cooking competition program that was broadcast in television. Okay? You know, there are, there, are, there are few, right? I don't like cooking, but because uh, my wife put that channel and, and of course I have to respect, you know, uh, you know, her preference, so I, I, I watch it as well. I watch it as well. And it was a final. Final. Only three, sorry, only two. Two finalists. And they had to cook and they gave the, 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 the you know, the meal, to the, the dish to the judge. And, you know, that person brought it, and the judge asked, hey, what is this about with you? What is this about for, uh, what, what is this for you? What is this, this means for you? That contestant suddenly did like this. And said, everything, everything. He put everything for the dish because it will give him a title. Apostle Paul said, I give everything to know Christ. And I know it's worth it. And that's why I just pray that uh, if you, from weeks, every Sunday you come here, then you hear more about Christ. You know more about Him. You experience the change and the value in your life. 
then you will find that he is more wonderful, more beautiful day by day. And you put your efforts to know him more. Not to be a professor that can tell others, teach others, but number one, to experience his wonder, his glory, his beauty. I said, Lord, Lord, I found you. Number three, what Apostle Paul said, verse 13. Brothers, I do consider that I have made my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind. <laughs> forgetting what lies behind. Right. Forgetting. Right. Now, what forget means? Forget me doesn't mean a loss of memory. Yeah? Um, forgetting here doesn't mean Paul suffered amnesia. Forgetting means I do not stand on my past. You know, Apostle Paul, he, I read, I, I, I lost the references, but he walked around 40,000 miles in his ministry. Okay, I don't know, not, not, not necessarily walk, perhaps, you know, by horse or something, but he, he, he stripped around 40,000 40, miles, four missionary trips. You know, you can read from the book of Acts there. Okay, he planted so many churches. He wrote so many letters that now become parts of our New Testament. Oh, if you talk about this ministry, oh, oh, brothers and sisters. He raised the dead. So many healings. You know, even, you know, his, um, the cloth, his cloth, actually, can bring healing. You know, of course, know many, some try to emulate, but fail, right? But this is what he did. He did a lot of things. He can, he can took it as a memory, as a laurel in his uh, trophy cabinet. He said, oh, look, I've achieved so much. But what he said, I forget about all this. Because Remembering our success actually make us stop racing forward because we feel satisfied, we feel we have enough. Apostle Paul said, no. Yes, praise God for that. Yes, thank God for that. Yes, they are great. But Christ still has so much more that I want to get from him. Look. I love, I love, uh, I love you, many of you. I heard so much about you since many, many years ago. Even from some people that already left Sydney back to Indonesia. How much you love the Lord, how much you want to know more about the truth of the gospel, about Christ Jesus. And I just want to encourage you tonight. Keep persisting on that until you find the person that you read. Until you find the person that you heard. That person is Jesus himself. And last one, number four. Verse 13, 
I do not consider I made it my own, but one thing I do. One thing I do. That's why I mentioned earlier for Apostle Paul, the, the, the theme of the year, year by year, year in, year out, is still the same. Knowing Christ. Because it is one thing. Focus, concentration, unidimensional, coherent. And focus is powerful. Can you hear me what I'm saying? You cannot do everything and do all well. <laughs> Nowadays, our profession requires us to be multitasking, right? It's called uh, ambidextrous. You do your right hand and left hand do different things. <laughs> okay? Um, please don't do it at the church. Listen to the sermon while replying what's up. Uh, don't be multitasking in the church. Focus. One thing. Okay. And this is very, very important. In the world, in the age where so many things, this is good, 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 okay? We lost our focus. We easily lost our focus because we want that. And soon, we want that too. And we want that too. We want that too. There's a friend of mine who hates me so much. And one day he he sent me a card, okay, a card. Uh, I think on my birthday. And he gave this message. I have a message from the Lord to you. What's that? This is what, what he wrote to me. Because you have many books that you have not read, and the one that you just bought, you will not read until finished either. I said, I, I rang him, I said, do you, are you saying that I'm like just a Samaritan woman? You have five husbands and the one that you have is, you have so many books and the one that you have now, you never read. I said, ha, 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 ha. And I said, thank you. Thank you for revealing something that I know already. But yeah, I, I admit that. Um, this book is this book. This book is good. Read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. Hey, this new book coming. Oh, it's good there. Read it, read it, read it, read it. This book coming. Read it. Book coming. Read it. You know, first read it until uh, six chapter out of seven. The next book, half chapter. The next book, quarter chapters. Okay. Next book, introduction. <laughs> and the next book, the next book, put it on the shelf and say. This is good. Why not focus? I I can't remember. Was it was it a, 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 was it John Piper? Okay. Um, one day he was interviewed by uh, by 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 one person. He said, uh, Pastor, if you can repeat your life, if you can repeat your life, what would you do differently? And I think it's, it was John Piper. Okay. And he said this. I will read less books. But I really focus on a few 
that I know I can really digest, comprehend, and really give a driver in my life. You know, why, uh, do you know water, right? Do you believe that water can generate electricity? Of course not. But if the water is put on a dam, right, and the water is really put it in a narrow channel, the pressure can generate power. You know this light? You know laser light? Not laser that's for, for show, but laser that can cut the steel. Light can cut the steel. Why? Because it's so focused. This is still January. It's still time for us to pray to God. Lord, give me one thing that you want me to pursue this year. Praying about one thing, learning about one thing, talking and searching, reading about one thing, about one person, get focused. So by the end of this year, you will not say, this year just goes like another year, but you know, I know, I've got something from the Lord. I have known him more. Hallelujah. Let me close by a story of one man in uh, Old Testament. You know, you know his, uh, his name. His name is Job. Yeah? And that's why it's very important for us, that's why you meant about Job, okay? Is, is very important. The way you pronounce it correctly. Did I pronounce it correctly? Right? Okay. Because one, uh, there's one, there's a few years ago, you know, I was, uh, I was in, in, the, in the middle of something, and suddenly there was a WhatsApp message come from one of my, uh, one, one of the church members who I know very, very well. He is also one of the, um, one of the, I think, Sunday school teachers. Okay. So I, I know the person very well. And he, he, he sent me a WhatsApp like this. When will you preach? When, when you start to have a sermon topic on job? I said, we have discussed it in our young professional. Okay. I said, no, I mean the person named job, not, not job works. Okay, okay, so that's this why, you know, when, when you put on a WhatsApp something, you don't know whether it's job or job. Okay, this is, talk about, this is about job. You know, who is Job? Job is a person who knew God. He knew him. Because he heard about God. Okay? He said that I've heard about him. I heard about you, God. He said to God. And you know what? What he heard about God is enough. Is enough to guide his life a godly life. Obeying God. Serious with God. Shun away from, uh, from sin. Just heard about him. Oh, wonderful. And who gave testimony about Job? Not himself. Not his friend. Not priest. But the Lord himself. He said the devil. You've been going around the world, right? Have you found anyone like Job, my servant? 
who live in righteous life. That's what Job. Just knowing God from hearing from others. Now, when he said that I know Christ, but our life is just like a people who don't know him. How can we claim that we know him? But even then, Job fell into a tragedy of suffering. He lost everything. His body suffered. Suffered so much. Mentally he suffered. His wife said, you still want to trust God? Look at what he did to you. Hey, I tell you, curse him and die. Oh, just can't imagine the suffering that Job, Job had. And then his friends, three friends came. You know, the first, the first time he, they came, oh, fine. He, they they just, just sat silent with, 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 with him. But soon, just like us, one of our hobby is giving advice. You know, they start to give advice to him. Job, repent. You must have sinned. Otherwise, you will not experience like this. Job, Job, you must have sinned against God. But God is merciful. God is forgiving. Confess your sin. And he will restore you. And Job said, what I need to confess. Of course, Job did not, Job did not claim that he was sinless. But he said, Look, what did I confess? Then, you know, conversations went nowhere. And finally, God himself spoke to Job. And he did not say, Job, I want to tell you why you suffer. No. He said to Job, Job, you demand answer from me why you suffer. You question me that I'm not doing justice to you because I let you suffer. Let me give you the answer. My answer is see my glory. See my glory in the universe. See my glory in nature. So God did not answer Job. But after that Job said, Oh God, oh God, I repent. I take back my words. I sit on the dust. I repented. Now, I want to say one thing to you. Just by hearing about you, I knew about you. But now, my own eyes have seen you. And you know what, what Job really means by that? He means, Lord, I am satisfied. In the midst of his suffering. And he don't know the reason of his suffering. But he said, Lord, I am satisfied because I have known you. I found your glory. And this is what my prayer to you. In your struggle today, in your problems, in your pain, you can find the joy. You can the divine peace from knowing Christ. And you can say to God, I'm satisfied knowing you. And I want to know you more. Father God, just pray for my brothers and sisters. Bring this word deeper in their heart. Penetrate your truth by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
more than what we can understand. Just pray. Touch their heart. Give the divine hunger that comes from you. May everything that they have heard about you bring life-changing effect in their life. Change their values. And change their purpose. I pray and ask all of this by your grace and mercy. So every one of us will never stop in the, in the journey of faith. We keep running and running, pressing on, forgetting about other things, and having one thing in our life, knowing you and knowing you more. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen.